sick of this. Get those Jesse fools on the line from me. We're gonna do this doggy style. This place ain't blessed. This place is a mess. Disgusting. Pottery? Very useful. Anthony, people will always need plates. Or mash, get smashed. Hello and welcome back to Fads. We're back for episode two. This is the podcast for the fans of the adverts. This episode is going to be a bit different from the usual format for our main discussion particularly, but it is very relevant. Yes, this week we are going to be talking about the COVID-19 pandemic and the impact that it's had on advertising. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the ads that have been made during COVID and post-COVID lockdown and how they compare to each other, as well as the technicalities and drawbacks of the alternatives that companies came up with and what they meant for the advertising industry. Yeah, so last week we talked a little bit about this with the Just Eat advert that has Snoop Dogg in it. We mentioned how lucky it was because they finished filming that advert. Was it the same day that the lockdown came in in the States? Yeah. If they hadn't been able to film it, how on earth would they have made that advert? Yeah, it was literally, they got back the afternoon before the evening that the lockdown was in place in America. And it was only because they were one day away from finishing the whole thing that they were allowed to finish it anyway. So it was really lucky. Yeah. Anyway, the pandemic has had a huge knock-on effect for TV ads. So whether you've noticed it or not, let's talk about some of the things you might have seen or not during the COVID-19. Yeah, we all know that businesses have been like struggling financially because of the lockdown. And as a result of that, marketing has had a huge drop in budget. Companies just aren't willing to invest in big campaigns, even though we've been more stuck to our screens than ever during the lockdown. Yeah, it halted development, apart from post-production, really. So without the ability to film with large crews and networks to continue making ads, companies had to get creative. Mm. This brings us swiftly on to our COVID-themed ad number one, which is the McDonald's ad campaign. It focuses on using customers' own footage shot using their cameras. And it seems pretty clever Mm. because we are all used to, like, seeing our friends and family over video chat now. So I feel like we're used to that quality of video because that would not have been acceptable before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, if you'd seen a TV ad which was using something shot on a phone camera you probably be thinking, my God, what what are they doing? Yes, exactly. Like, the, the whole COVID pandemic, like, people are really forgiving of lower standards for everything now, I think. Yeah. So their, their advert is their welcome back advert, and it's featuring people who are, like, just going back to McDonald's the first time and their response. Mm. Um, it echoes the ITV advert, which is called Apart But Never Alone, which released back in March, so shortly after the lockdown came up. It must have been really quick to produce, actually, because it was only in March the lockdown came up at all. Mm. So, yeah, it was really popular with viewers. And basically, in the ad, it's a sequence of celebrities that we know from the ITV shows. I recognise Chesney and Gemma straight away. <laughs> Did you recognise anyone? Uh, well, like, obviously there was big names. I think Gordon Ramsay's in it. It's kinda, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just anyone that's on ITV, really. Mm. And they say, I suppose they're supposed to be, like, inspiration and motivation to keep going. Some of them say, we love you, which I just can't stand. But, yeah, apparently people ate it up. Yeah, I think it was, it was like, 
obviously they got it out really quick and I bet part of the reason they got it out very quickly is that they could just put the message out to all these people Mm. they could turn on their computer or phone and film a short message and then they could compile that into the advert yeah it's the kind of thing that you could make with your friends it's just no one would Mm. want to see it because it wouldn't be a bunch of celebrities exactly I mean I imagine those celebrities wouldn't have been filming anything either so they just had time on their hands to do this sort of thing Mm. yeah I mean like the advert was discovered like to have the biggest appeal to the public out of all of the covid ads that were put out in the lockdown the ones kind of telling people to stay at home really well out of all of them yeah, so back in May, there was some research done by the video ad tech company Unruly, and it was found to be the most popular, like the most positively received out of all of the ad, like all of the adverts that people put on TV, advising people to stay home. That really surprises me, yeah. especially we're going to talk about it later. But when it's up against like Lego, <laughs> how is this up against Lego? Yeah, I think I, I, I guess that that like home movie style thing it just has that like nostalgia it it kind of gets you like in your feels yeah i guess it could yeah and it it does make the big brands more human people people love a bit of cringe Mm. like sometimes sometimes the more cheesier the more like emotional something is the more people have a bit of a soft spot for it i guess see look i just i find them just out of touch and vain especially those empties we love you from the celebs it's just it doesn't make any sort of an impact on me yeah i think it feels weird to be told that by somebody you've never met and that you are sure wouldn't give a give a toss about you if you actually met them exactly like it feels lazy on the creative Mm. part to be honest but I yeah. do I do appreciate that's all these companies and personalities had to work with and they rolled it out so quick. I don't think there was time to get too creative with the dialect. Yeah, I'd like they couldn't they couldn't push for a more interesting narrative mm. at that time. Yeah, they just needed to get something out quick. So I mean is this McDonald's advert almost a copycat because it's using this same video camera footage technique, do you think? Mm. I I think it's the the style is the same but the message is different. So despite the similar filming technique the ads have a completely different message. The McDonald's ad features people showing their joy and excitement to go back to an activity they've been missing. I mean eating out everyone most people love eating like I love eating. Mm. But yeah, yeah it's it is a big difference really and it's it's not surprising that companies want to move away from the somber and emotional messages now. Because many ads coming out during lockdown had a very gloomy feel, but there was a gear shift. Like around May, May's a bit early, probably June, there was a massive gear shift in the public perception, do you reckon? Like people were just ready to move on. Yeah, I think there's only so much you can take of this, like, Mm. really sad and, like... It just it it was it was getting depressing. I think a lot of people talk about yeah. lockdown depression and that feeling of being trapped in your home, and then you you turn the TV on, and then you're getting all of these adverts where they're just giving these really neg like this yeah. really you just want to cry. <laughs> yeah, it just, um, it's licking the wound sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, constantly. I mean, obviously, you still want to respect 
what was happening and what still is going on and you know we still need to be safe and we still need to be careful but we can go out now we can Mm. get started back with our lives yeah i think when the shops opened that's when things changed and that's when we needed to get a change in the adverts yeah definitely so like variety is super important and if we keep seeing the same stuff over and over again it's going to get really boring and our brains are just going to tune it out and i think that's kind of what was happening with the covid adverts if you think about like popular tv and films usually if someone makes a really successful film there's going to be a bunch of copycats and it just saturates Mm -hmm. the market like we've all seen jaws probably but we heard of it (laughs) like definitely never even heard of all of the copycat movies that tried to get on that big fish action like Mm. piranha alligator or devilfish which were all genuine films that came out after jaws And I think that was what was happening with ads. I think one company released an ad that was like catering to the COVID and trying to have that message of being respectful and protect the NHS. Plus, I mean, you can see why they'd want to do it because, I mean, that boat would be appealing because it's cheap to roll out these homemade looking adverts. You know, you don't have to pay for all the cameras or the actors or the venues it's just it's so much it's so different to the usual concepts that require the bigger budgets yeah and i think at that time there was a push to put out an advert that showed that your company or your brand cared about the nhs and about you know there was this like well, if we don't say anything about it, it seems like we're being ignorant. But too many adverts were going for that same look, the same vibe. Yeah, it got empty quick. It was like those rainbows. Like, you'd see them in every single shop and you'd look at them and you'd think, you're so... You so don't give a shit. It's just just so that people walk past and they can sort of tick you off. Yes, they care. It's fine. We don't have to make a big stand against them. Mm. I mean, it's the same thing that happens during Pride Month. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Like all of the companies suddenly have the pride flag in the window and then mm. you think well actually your company doesn't really support people who are LGBTQ plus exactly <laughs> at all if yeah. anything you're investing money in bad things for these people mm. yeah it's everywhere but yeah an, an advert in the similar vein of this style was produced for KFC by their in-house agency mother which I was quite surprised by. I didn't realise KFC had an in-house ad agency. Wow. I know. I've, and they've done all their ads. I thought that was mind-blowing. But anyway, the ad features people's rather tragic attempts to recreate the KFC's favourite. So, you know, they'll stick some little fries in a in a hanky and draw on the KFC man. Which, I've seen pictures of that and it, it, it looked quite good. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. Oh, what's his name? Is it Colonel Sanders? Something like that. Something like that. Like, yeah, I know it's Colonel. But yeah, the the photos were obviously real images taken from people's phones. And at the end, KFC reassures viewers that we'll take it from here. And that was to announce their reopening of all their stores. I liked it. Did you like that advert? I like, I think it's, I think it's a clever idea. Like, mm. for sure. I, I like what they were doing with it. There's, there's a little part of me that just feels like it's a bit mean. <laughs> Oh, really? So I'm like, oh, you know, these people. 
I'm sure like it was it was done it was done in good humor. But I'm like, oh, people trying so hard to recreate their, you know, to recreate the experience. And now KFC's just like, we'll take it from here, guys. Your efforts were trash. See, that's that's exactly what I loved about it. I absolutely love it when they just sort of poke fun at their own consumers. Yeah, I think it, it Heartless. was... Heartless. Yeah, it was like the only one that actually, like, reflected real life. Like, these people are making an absolute bismal of trying to recreate the food and they're seeing it they're picking up on it it's something i noticed about now i know that they have one specific agency doing their stuff they take a bad thing and they make it awesome Mm. i mean i think there's definitely something to be said about them having their own like company it probably lets them give like a really across the board message yeah it's like a theme to all their visions i suppose <laughs> mm. it makes me it makes me think a little bit about the wendy's twitter you know how wendy's like fast food restaurants their twitter is really savage no is that a thing yes oh like wendy's was roasting people over twitter this like maybe it was quite a while ago but they, they kind of like branded themselves as being like really sassy oh and i like it like maybe so kfc is going for that brand of like able to take a bit of a poke at you yeah they can have real bants <laughs> mm. Mm. well backing up the timeline of covid advertising before the public were ready to be done with the gloom different alternatives and sort of reactions to mm. these advertising who must have been panicking so much like plans in the making must take months and they were just thrown up in the air and they had to come up with something completely new like the shaky cam, but there are alternatives. Mm. Well, I think one of the most exciting alternatives that people had to work with during the lockdown in terms of like producing film is animation. Mm. It doesn't need an actor. It doesn't need a film crew. You can work from home. You can use an internet connection to send files to each other. Like it takes a while compared to working face to face. But it's completely possible to do in isolation. And it's limitless. Like, you can do any sort of special effects and you don't have to worry about it looking realistic or being sensible or... Yeah. I'm a big fan of animation, like, for... Just for humour, because you can can do a lot more stuff with it. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, because in that Deadline article, which was published in March of 2020... It linked to a Twitter post by Nick Kroll, the co-creator and star of the voice actors of Big Mouth. They were doing a table read over teleconference and there were 24 of them. It just sort of shows the scale that you can use the internet for to make a whole show. Have you seen the show Big Mouth? I actually I actually haven't. Like I was I was impressed that they'd shown all of the actors doing the table read and mm. I I think like a couple of other like TV animation series had kept producing new episodes. Yeah, The Simpsons as well. Yeah, The Simpsons is a big one. I I I haven't seen um, Big Mouth, but I'd seen the Twitter post. It looks like if it wasn't for all the innuendos, well, not even innuendos. They're just like outright showing a kid wanking in animation form. It's yeah, if it wasn't for that, it looks like it could be a cool show, but I've, no, it's not for me. Imagine being the person that that's your job. Your job is to animate that. Yeah. 
I mean, but Netflix is like a bit of a powerhouse in terms of uh, like animation for adults. I don't want to say adult animation because that sounds like yeah, a different thing. Yeah, I know exactly where you're but going like, <laughs> You know, if you think about animation, it tends to be for kids, yeah. especially like in the West. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like the kind of thing that I'd want to watch, mm. but I thought it was... I thought it was cool that they were sharing that element of how they would continue, like continuing making their show yeah. through the lockdown. Yeah, that was yeah. It's a really good example of animation. But yeah, another another good example of animation. Have you seen that Little Mix breakup song music video? They use stop animation. Oh, I don't think I have. Oh, you, but if you like, it sounds worth checking out. Yeah, if you like stop motion animation then you will love this. The animator was Lawrence Becker and he made the girls all in felt and they're sort of dancing through the video because obviously it had to be cancelled. Mm. And well, a great example of how they use stop motion during the lockdown has got to be the public service announcement from Number 10 and Lego, which was titled Be a Hero mm. and came out on April the 11th of 2020. So the video was like obviously broadcast to promote government guidelines in a friendly and easy to understand way for children mm. but i th- i think it's appealing to adults too i i enjoyed watching it so did uh, i it was it was light mm. and i mean it is also an ad for lego let's be honest yeah shamelessly like you can't have a lego themed ad and and not say it's advertising their product mm. i mean we we all know and love lego it's such a huge brand. I think if you make an ad using Lego pieces, or if you make this public service announcement using Lego pieces, you are kind of endorsing that company. Yeah, I think I think that's fine as well because it's it's cleverly done. It's entertaining. You know, they got to get something back from mm. it other than the pay, obviously. Mm. And unlike the main Lego movie films, like Lego, like the Lego movie or Lego Batman, which mostly use CGI to animate the Lego, mm. this uh, film was done all using stop motion. So it's kind of like the same idea as the Little Mix video. Mm. I love that. It's so, so much time and thought must have gone into it. Mm. And also, while we're on Lego, did you know that they've started making Braille bricks, like the people who are blind. How awesome is that? That's amazing. Yeah, so it's like the bits that connect the two bricks, they're in the, like, they're the braille. So each one has, like, a different letter. Oh. I don't know how that would work visually, you know, what they would, would they spell out that? I don't really understand what they do with that, actually, now I'm saying it, but it's a cool idea. Yeah, I get, like, I don't fully, I, I think without seeing or touching them, it's kind of hard to imagine how, braille lego bricks would work yeah but i guess it could be like you spell out your name on top of a building anyway we're derailing (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so that the first one that came out in april which was the be a hero that was to sort of deter people from going out for easter wouldn't it yeah so the whole the whole advert was kind of this idea of being a hero was all the things that you could do to be a hero um the main thing was to stay at home yeah so animation runs on about 24 frames per second which means to make a single second of stop motion animation you have to take 24 pictures Mm. and like move that lego piece a tiny bit 
So if you want if you want its like arm to wave, you got to be moving its arm up in tiny tiny increments, taking a picture after every movement, and then you put them together and you've been working for hours, but you've got like one second of footage. <laughs> That's it's so laborious, so laborious for something that like it's... technology can do as well. I love that they haven't completely written it off. Yeah, and I think like the main Lego movies lean into this as well. Like they scan I was I was watching after looking at this ad I was looking at how they make the actual like the Lego movie uh, yeah, everything is awesome they scan all the bricks Oh I didn't watch that bit and oh the how they made how they made this film was stop motion how they make the like the the big like the 2 hour long oh, blockbuster okay. films they do it with CGI but they scan like actual Lego bricks and actual Lego figures, uh-huh. which is why the stuff in the films looks like it could be like actual Lego. That is so it's insane. cool. I do always. I thought it was just the style that they animated it, and I didn't realize they actually scan the bricks in. Mm, they basically make all the stuff that you see in the films out of Lego bricks, and then oh. scan it and animate it through the computer. It's kind of crazy. Oh wow! It's different. It's different to this ad, though, isn't it? Because I mean, I watched that background video for the ad itself, and they literally had the whole team create models of Lego, and then they just animated the facial features, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah that's exactly right. Yeah. So for this, for this advert, or for the for the Be a Hero film, and for the ones done by the UK government, it was stop motion animation, which is where you take real Lego pieces and move them in front of a camera and take pictures. And then they went back in and did 2D animation to move things like the faces, which Mm. don't move on an actual Lego person. Yeah, I mean, that would be too far to try and draw on faces. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, between between each camera shot, you're like rubbing off the Lego person's face and drawing it back in with a a slightly closed mouth. That would be hell. (laughs) Absolute hell. Yeah. They do that for other stop motion ones, though, don't they? I mean, for that... um... Have you seen that dog one? And it's like a boy dressed as an astronaut and he's gone to save his dog from like the land of oh, forgotten dogs. Oh, the Isle of Dogs. Yes, that one was a stop motion. Oh, I love, loved that stop motion. It was beautiful. It was so well done. I mean, for people in the UK, the big stop motion thing that we're all going to know is going to be Wallace and Gromit, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, the the, cre- the to create the be a hero film the lego agency hired dan richards of a plus c studios it's yeah was it a plus c studios yeah i think that's how you say it oh okay and they they created the public message for the uk government to put out on april 2020 for the easter holidays like we say this animation studio was founded by dan richards in the late 2000s and specializes in making stop motion films so it's probably, it's not the first stop motion advert by them you have ever seen. They've also worked with brands like Holland and Barrett, taking Max and Waitrose in the past to create animated campaigns, which, yeah, they must have a real stamp on it. I imagine if you know them, you would be trained to their style. I can't call up the TK Max one, but I'm fairly sure I remember the Holland and Barrett one. Do you remember any of them? Mm. But yeah, when you if you go to their website, you can see a, like a selection of the ads that they have done, and it's I was surprised because like I'd never heard of them. Oh, 
Um, but then, yeah, the Holland and Barrett one that I, is the one I recognised. It was their penny sale ad, wasn't it? Yes, that rings a bell. So, the yeah, the team that worked on this advert, they basically had three days to make it. Mm, that's mad. Which is, yeah, to, to have just three days, like, we've talked about how intensive a process this is. Yeah, I mean, to build one building, I'd need three weeks, but I suppose they're, like pros by this point yeah oh god i i probably couldn't even make westminster out of lego pieces so like in the advert all of the backgrounds everything like it's kind of made with lego Mm. i you you see in the behind the scenes that they green screen a lot of the stuff so they probably did a few background shots and then the ant like the actual figure animation over the top but it's still that's a lot of lego work to be like that's a lot of building that they're doing there yeah i mean if anyone is interested in seeing this behind the scenes film that me and indy keep referencing we'll put it in the show notes because it is it is a really good watch if you're into that sort of thing Mm, it's only about a minute and a half as well so it's Mm. not yeah it's not like a documentary (laughs) i mean the advert itself is only about two minutes long Mm. The ad was made under lockdown conditions with stop motion, 2D animation and a lot of communication. I mean, those telecom meetings, there must have been a lot of them. Animators working on the film would have been able to work in isolation, sending completed files and work in progress to each other to create the final product. I'm still amazed that they managed to make it in three days as like working remotely probably slowed down their work process and... I mean, we we know how long it can take to send even small files yeah. to each other over the internet. Rendering. Mind, I imagine they have the tech for this sort of thing. I would love to know if it does just take them seconds. Okay, so let's talk uh. a bit about the film, well, the advert itself. So in the Be A mm. Hero ad, it's about a minute and a half long. It's a video that starts off with an anchor Lego man at Westminster that they built themselves. He's asking everyone to step up and be a hero. And then we see a series of entertaining scenes of everyday Lego citizens becoming heroes by following the government guidelines, which is a bit naff, but it really works, especially within the settings. Most of the scenes consist of a single frame of Lego set up with animation over it to make it look more sentient. And yeah, Mm. some of the scenes... I. I noticed it's just they've set it up, they've taken a picture and then that's it for that scene. It shows the time constraints. Mm, it's definitely a really clever way of like saving time. Mm. And a, like a lot of TV animations done for children kind of uses similar ideas where you make like a stock footage or you take one scene and then you only have maybe one or two things moving in it to save mm. you on animation. Yeah. Um, I think like if you look at old Scooby-Doo um, episodes, you have this where you've got like the characters walking, but it's kind of only really their legs that are moving. Yeah, just saving them time. It's like a it's like a, it's like a cheat way of um, animating something which saves you time but still looks really good. And I think for stop motion, it's uh, like a really good choice to do the t- 2D stuff, which takes less time over the top of the like a still image. Yeah, it is. It's a pretty retro take, I think, because I remember I always remember watching behind the scenes of how they make the Simpsons, and they do it frame by frame. And I remember there was a scene where Bart is in a bin. It's like in season one, and he's like rolling, rolling down the hill by the bullies, and all they're changing is just the background, and they're just turning around that one frame. 
It reminds me of that. Oh, that's that's mega clever. Mm. Uh-huh. That's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it it is like that as well, where they're just like using, they're doing as much as they can with one still image, really. Yeah, I mean, three days mm. can hardly blame them. I mean, they probably they probably spent at least two days on that Lego Westminster, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to know how long it took. Like the most important piece that rolled under the couch, and they couldn't find <laughs> it. I, that's what I remember from Lego. Yeah, like the kits. Mm. They do Lego architecture kits, don't they? They do. Like they do it for everything. Where They've got massive Hogwarts ones as well. Mm. If you go into the Lego store, they have some of the like the Big Ben ones yeah. that are all already built. Yeah, and the Lego trains. Mm. Anyway. So what did you think mm. of the of that ad, the Be a Hero one? I thought it was really good. Like the humour is really good. Yeah, it's it's like I think it's a nice way of teaching kids and adults how to keep themselves safe because they didn't make it too scary or too serious. All these really serious government broadcasts were coming out at the time. So this was like at the same time that we were waking up in the morning and like there was going to be a broadcast from Boris Johnson at number 10 at four o'clock to tell us an update on what was happening. And it felt like... It felt like you were in some like weird sci-fi, like yeah. I think you'd like gone into V for Vendetta or 1984. Mind, while it was like really gloomy and stuff, I did I did quite like the throwback of having a scheduled program that everyone was going to tune in on, and you couldn't get it any sooner. I liked that. Mm. Mm. But it was also a really super serious time, and I appreciate the fact that. Lego kept things lighthearted. Definitely. I mean, their style of humour, like in the films that they do, it comes through and I think it worked well here. It wasn't mm. upsettingly crass or undignified. It was just mm. comforting. Yeah, and I think you've got to remember that the their target was children. Mm. They want children to watch this and think, oh my god, if I do these things I'm going to be this amazing hero. Not that you're scaring them into doing it. Yeah, it was so charming. Mm. So what was your favourite bit of the whole Be A Hero advert? My favourite bit was was um, right at the end when they had Larry the Cat, who's like mm. appeared in a bunch of the number 10 broadcasts and things, who's just like a cat that lives on Downing Street. He is the chief mouser at 10 Downing Street. I think David Cameron was the one who originally got the cat really but he's outstayed david cameron in office what did david cameron just leave his cat there yeah i i guess maybe larry the cat was deemed too important to let go from down the street (laughs) he's part of the furniture Mm. now he's the office cat i mean larry the cat is like a brown and white tabby and i think the one at the end of the lego video is just brown or like a brownie orange color oh that's but a shame they make it pretty clear that the it's intended to be larry the cat yeah when i watched it because i know how much thought they put into it i just thought i didn't know who larry the cat was but when they sort of referenced i know that you're always on downing street or something like that i had a google of who this larry the cat was and wiki said it was that he's been there since 2011 and that is believed to be born in january 2007 well, he should he should get an IMBD page. He should. What about you? What was your favourite bit? My favourite bit is, you know, when they're doing the still scenes and the narrator is like, you're a hero, hero, hero. And then it goes through all the still frames. 
It's mm. my favorite is the one where there's a hot dog. There's someone dressed as a hot dog, and there's a pie in his face, and someone's hiding behind a chair. I just, I have no idea what is going on in that scene. It really makes my imagination whirl. <laughs> yeah, like that. Some of those, some of those be a hero shots were quite silly. Like, yeah, is it the 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 one that's showing you to keep a two meter distance from people is like a cat person chasing a mouse person or something to that effect yeah it was like a chicken and there was like two eggs in between mm. it, yeah, it was, yeah it was as if they had just sort of thrown the papers in the air and thought fuck it we'll do absolutely anything just random scenarios mm. it was actually one of those still shots had two orange haired twins in it and I was like I think I recognise a repurposing of Fred and George from Lego Harry <gasps> Potter right now Oh, I didn't catch that. I did wonder why they're just two random kids. But yeah, that's so cool. Like, I, I bet you that, that that orange hair was a repurpose of Harry Potter Weasley hair Lego. I am, I'm behind that. Yeah. For sure. Because they did, in that background video, it shows them just sort of pulling out their collections and just finding whatever pieces and characters could be mm. relevant to this. Yeah. And they did a second short film, didn't they? The Batman one. Yes, the Batman one. That one, that was the first one I saw of their, like, Lego ones. It's basically, it's called, where is it? Be Like Batman, Wash Your Hands. Yes. Batman always washes his hands, guys. He's very clean. Yes. That one, (laughs) that one came out in May, which came out after the initial Easter one to warn people to stay inside. And it's, again, it's mostly a stop motion animation along with bits of 2D animation for things like faces. It's pretty low key. It's Batman is alone in the shot trying to give advice on how to attack COVID, but he seems to be under the impression that COVID is an actual person. And he's saying he's going to karate chop him and he'll show him what's coming. I thought that was cute. Again, it's their humour shining through. Batman's a bit of a, an idiot and a douche. I like that they're making it clear that the measures to protect COVID is their main message and it's not it's not fancy and faffy. There's no Batmobile. It's just Batman talking about COVID in a relatable way. And I think the flashiest it gets is when they pull up an X-ray screen to show how a Lego man's body is affected when it has COVID. It's it's just very comprehensible. Like, if I was a kid and I watched that, I could understand that. I mean, even the background is orange, which I think could signify, like, optimism and not wanting to get too dark on the kids. Mm. Yeah, because colours are, like, they're, they, have, they carry a lot of weight. Mm. And when you choose to use, like orange and yellow like warm colors like that it does it has a more positive impression yeah and I think when it's something so creative like this I feel like they would have put thought Mm. into the color scheme oh I I think like when you're making something so short you consider everything because there isn't there isn't a lot of margin for error for like a long film Someone's probably forgotten what color the background was by the time they've like got to the end of it. Mm. But for something short like that, it'll be really, really considered. I think. Yeah, it needs to be thoughtful. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I just I lo- I love the Lego characterization of Batman as like a bit of a himbo. 
himbo do you, do you know that term where someone's like a bit of a male bimbo where they're just like oh. very very concerned about their appearance and how cool they look but they are very dumb yes yes i can see that i've never heard that saying before but yes that is definitely their batman it it was clever as well man because i suppose if a, if you're a child and you don't really know what viruses are you would think that this is like a big bad covid is an actual being it's a clever narrative line to pursue because mm. children are coming from the same perspective of batman they don't understand what the virus is and so they're learning together with him yeah and it sort of allows them to laugh at him without acknowledging that that is what they were thinking as well it it's mm. a really nice way to learn yeah i think i think good job on this one same it's it's fun it shows off how great lego is <laughs> And it also helps people keep keep themselves safe. Yeah, I think I think we're going to keep seeing more companies using their brands to promote better awareness of COVID, especially with this sort of warnings of a second wave. I think companies are going to have to make a whole new a whole new trend of how they are going to approach advertising because I don't think they could go straight back to doing the shaky cameras. I think animation is a good way forward. Yeah. Okay. So moving on from the lego adverts we're going to go back to kfc i mean there are other adverts that have been up in covid but for some reason the fast food restaurants are making a real debut mm. so kfc's latest ad features them censoring their own brand slogan so this is the slogan they've used for the last 64 years in favor of increasing safety against covid the campaign launched in late august and was again created by their in-house agency mother the London branch, and it shows various images of KFC and their grub, including the buckets of chicken, with the finger-licking part of its slogan pixeled out. And it ends with the line, that thing we always say, ignore it, for now. And the outdoor ads feature KFC buckets with disclaimers saying things like, lick fingers at own risk. I mean, what were your initial thoughts when you saw the, the slogan being blurred out? I mean, I, I, I definitely made a note of the censorship, like the way that they pixelated out uh, finger licking basically makes it look like it has a swear. Yes. A swear that I'm sure we all know. <laughs> yes, it looks like an F-bomb was dropped in the middle of their slogan. Mm. I mean, I think some of them are pretty good. I mean, the outdoor posters, some of them are really quite smart i'll post i'll post pictures on our instagram and i'll leave the instagram link in the show notes but yeah according to kate wall who is the kfc uk and ireland's head of retail and advertising they're looking for a temporary replacement for their iconic slogan so i mean we've got that to come it'll probably come up in our news in a few weeks time of what their Mm. new slogan is going to be yeah so what did you think of the the kfc one indy I didn't really get it at first why they felt the need to censor finger licking because Same. if I was to eat something like greasy and deep fried I'd probably wash my hands afterwards even if I licked my fingers. Yeah. Plus I didn't I didn't get it because you eat their food with your hands. So why would it matter if you did lick your fingers afterwards? Yeah. Unless you're licking your fingers and then not washing your hands. It's tr- I mean, they they did they draw attention to it, and only when they draw attention to it do you think, well, should we be eating it with like a fork and a knife? Is that is that where we're going with this? But then you know, where do sandwiches come in? 
Yeah, it, it draws up a lot of questions about how to eat your food in a post-COVID world. You know, what is what is a safe way to eat a sandwich or a bit of fried chicken? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, well, clearly you just wash your hands before you eat. <laughs> yeah, wash your hands before you eat. And if you eat with your hands, probably wash your hands afterwards. Mm, exactly. I mean... I do like that KFC, or at least the ad agencies that come up with their concepts are more than willing to use negative public perceptions to their own advantage. Like, I mean, I don't know if you saw it, in their 2018 ads, they mocked their own fries in outdoor posters saying, and I really liked it, it was simple, but clear. It said, dear KFC, no one likes your fries. Yours sincerely, the entire world. And then underneath that, they had new fries coming soon. And... I love that. I'll I'll post that on the Instagram as well. Like I, when I found that, I thought that was so clever. But it is back to this one. I feel like no one had noticed the finger licking good slogan as a health risk because it just contradicts logic. Yeah, I like if there's one mm. thing we all know we need to do is wash our hands. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they might have been scraping the barrel and jumping on the bandwagon. Like they just wanted something COVID related, and they wanted to do their usual poking fun at themselves. Mm. So they thought, well, what can we change? What can we do? We'll change the slogan because it's got something to do with licking your fingers. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the kind of thing where it's better for them to say it now and for us to all think, well, it's weird Mm. that they're pointing that out about themselves rather than for them to have kept the slogan and then in a few weeks everyone's like, oh, KFC is like advertising bad hygiene practices yeah you can see it on daily mail yeah i guess they're like protecting protecting their brand's image and there is something kind of fun about the censorship i think so i like that it it makes it it makes something that seems so innocent seem really risque like yes yeah that like pixelation (laughs) yeah it's so innocent that it's it's laughable that they've picked it out Mm. and the fact that like the way that they've censored it makes it seem worse than it was yeah it's like a double entendre how do you say a double entendre yeah that's like some food for thought this week i think yeah like it's different to how we plan for the rest of our episodes to go but it's definitely it's such a big phenomenon in advertising how everyone's dealing with the covid and the changes they've had to make. Personally, I want to see more animated adverts. Like, I thought the Lego the Lego stuff was really cool. I'm excited to go and see what this Little Mix um, video is like. So is that what you'd want to see more of? Like, the, the direction of adverts going in? Yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like animation is the way to go. Just because I think there's a lot you can do with it. I think if we saw too many of those shaky cam ads, it would be a bit mm. Blair Witch Project-y. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there's there's a quota for how many of those can be passable until standards get raised again, especially mm. if you've got more animation ones. Yeah. Mind, I'd like to see, like obviously they're filming on soaps again. I'd love it if they did it in that sort of setting. Like they don't go near each other, so they're not breaking any rules, but it's like a homemade play. Like if they did that Daz advert, that classic Daz one. like Oh, those Daz adverts were amazing. Yeah, I'd love to see some of those, but they're just like two metres away from each other. Yeah, I think like seeing some socially distanced live action adverts could be kind of fun. Yeah, especially if they, they address it. 
if they address that's why they're two meters away yeah it's kind of like a practice what you preach a lot of the brands are kind of using covid to promote themselves which i guess is a, a whole other discussion that maybe people can have is you know do do we think that that's okay for brands to be using covid to promote themselves mm, that is an interesting like talking point because yeah i feel like morals are more and more important for brands these days people more aware yeah it makes me think back to last week's episode which you should check out if you haven't already but let us know if you have any thoughts about stuff that we've talked about today uh we'd love to hear from you i'll leave all the links in the show notes our instagram our email anything we've talked about that you might want to look at yourself and we will see Mm. you in our next episode episode number three yes very exciting Mm. So this has been Fads, the advertising podcast for fans of ads. Thank you and goodbye. (laughs) You're a scientist.